All right. Hello, Seattle. Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode of The Money Seat with your host, me, Ross Krause, certified financial planner, helping solve the world's problems with financial illiteracy one uh, one episode at a time. Um, so normally on my show, if you haven't tuned in yet, I uh, put myself on the hot seat, why it's called The Money Seat. And I actually have guests call in and they ask me questions about financial literacy, uh, money, the economy, the market, uh, et cetera. Um, but this week, I'm going to do a little bit differently. I'm switching it up and I'm actually going to bring on a guest of mine and I'm going to ask him some questions this week. Uh, and most of it is because normally I'm going to be the expert and today he's going to be the expert. Uh, so, t- so today my, my guest is my good friend uh, Tim Haas from um, right outside of Pennsylvania, a uh, friend of mine from college. And um, he is someone who I wouldn't say is an expert, but who has a uh, decent knowledge and has been doing um, some Bitcoin trading and mining and, and is, is into that. And given where we are in the current market and the fact that he's going to be more of an expert on that than me, I thought it'd be good to bring him on and ask him some questions about what he does, his experience, um, some advice he has for people who are thinking about doing this, especially younger people. Um, and some of the things he wished he'd learned when he started. Um, so with that being said, uh, we only got 30 minutes, and I got a lot of questions, so let's bring on Tim. Uh, Tim, can you hear me? Hey, Ross. Yep, I'm, I'm here loud and clear. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, man. Excited to be here. Awesome. Well, that's – yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for being on. And um, without any delay, um, let's get the first question going. So I wanted to know how long you've been involved with Bitcoin, and um, – um, if you've been doing that with both trading and mining and kind of how you could break out how long you've been doing both of those for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just as a, a quick, quick disclaimer, disclaimer before we jump in, um, you know, that I am uh, definitely not an expert, as right. you alluded to, but I, but I am, um, you know, somewhat familiar with, with Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general. Um, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, so, um, you know, I, I, don't don't take this as investment advice. Right. Um, and, you know, everyone everyone I talk to about Bitcoin and, and crypto, I tell them two things. Uh, first, don't invest more than you can afford to lose. Okay. And uh, second, uh, make sure you do your own research. So so don't depend on my or anyone else's opinions. You know, I encourage people to read books, articles, listen to podcasts. Um, you know, familiar familiarize yourself with with Bitcoin and financial terminology in general, um, because there's there's a lot to learn on the subject and. And many of the concepts will seem uh, probably pretty foreign at first. Um, I, th- I, th- I appreciate that. I appreciate the disclaimer because I think a lot of people don't go into this with that same amount of caution that you're providing. So I appreciate that for anyone listening. Uh, definitely heed Tim's caution uh, before you just dive right in head over heels. So thanks for that. Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, so that being said, um, answer your question and, and shed a little bit more light on my own experience. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I, I was first uh, introduced to, to Bitcoin by my cousin um, in 2014. Okay. Um, I accumulated a little back then, uh, but didn't didn't really pay too much attention to it. I just thought of it as this funky Internet money. Um, <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, since then, there, since 2014, there's there's been... Uh, a few big bull markets, um, one in, in 2017, and and uh, quite honestly, because of that uh, bull market in 2017 and that giant price increase, I, I started paying more attention to it okay. and and trying to learn more about it. Um, <clears throat> so in uh, in late 2019, I I decided I wanted to give mining a try, and so I spoke with my cousin who 
has been in the, the mining business uh, for many years, and, and he helped me get started with some of the essentials. Um, but so I, I don't trade the asset. Um, I don't get involved with shorting or okay. options. Um, you know, that's just too complicated and, and time-consuming for me. Um, and so, so for now, I'm just buying and holding because okay. um, I think there's uh, uh, such an incredibly high uh, upside potential. Yeah. So then, and once again, if you don't feel comfortable answering these, let me know because they're a little personal. But I'm curious. So, how much currently do you have in Bitcoin, or a rough range, so we could get an idea? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I I have about uh, 25% of of my portfolio in Bitcoin. Okay. Um, okay. You know that, that that's a pretty high number. Yes. Um, definitely. For some, for some people. Um, but so that that being said, you know, I feel comfortable with that allocation because of uh, the time I've spent researching it. Um, I'm, I'm relatively young and, and have a long time horizon where I don't uh, necessarily need tons of, of access to liquidity. And, you know, I can afford right. to take, take a large hit if, if Bitcoin dips significantly, um, you know, because I can wait it out. And, yeah. And I have other investments and other sources of cash flow. So um, if, if, God forbid, Bitcoin does go to zero, you know, I'll still be all right. Right. I'll still be fighting. So, so along those lines then, have you always had 25% or did you start out less and it's kind of just slowly grown over time? Yeah, so I, so definitely started out way less, especially okay. um, when I when I first, uh, you know, bought into it in, in 2014. Um, it was just, that was just sort of play around money. And, um, you know, I was, honestly, if I were to quantify it, it was less than a percent of, of oh, what, okay. you know, my, really? my portfolio. So it just has, has sort of grown. Um, like I said, 2017, I revisited it and, and then started accumulating more from there. Um, and then uh, obviously because of the, the, the great price increase, um, that that weights my portfolio even more towards Bitcoin. Okay. And then, sorry, I should have gone back to this before, but let's say you're just starting out or you're kind of a technology, technologically you know, uh, behind, like some people might be out there, um, for mining. Um, could you explain, you know, break, maybe 30 seconds or a minute, a brief overview of that and kind of how that works so people could understand kind of what you're doing now as opposed to what you started out doing? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> so I guess so essentially um, Bitcoin mining is is a network of computers that runs a certain software. Um, and as an incentive for running that software, the, the computers are rewarded in small fractions of a Bitcoin. Hmm. Um, really, anyone can, can run the software. Um, it helps if you have a, a specialized computer called an ASIC computer. Um, and, and basically, it performs this function of mining at an incredibly fast and efficient okay. rate so that you have every advantage to accumulate, you know, as much as you can. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, so from... I, I wanted to get into the mining side of it because just sort of to, to broaden my knowledge more so than anything of how it works and how it works under the hood. Um, you know, some miners, uh, they have large scale, you know, warehouses, with right. these computers running. Um, I only have three, three small ones myself that I run um, out of, out of, uh, out of my building here. But um, so it's, it's, it's small scale. It's more, like I said, for, for information and, and sort of to learn about it myself. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, Anna, because I'm a little intrigued by this, and I'm also very ignorant on this topic. So then, for example, let's say in in a current month, you know, we're halfway through May. How much 
in just the month of May of this of this year, this month, what value of Bitcoin are you projected? Do you think you're going to mine? Yeah, so I mine um, I mine right around um, sixty to to, to seventy dollars worth of Bitcoin a day. Oh, okay. Um, that's now that's not all profit. Right. I obviously have to pay my electric bill. Yeah, that was my follow-up. Yep. <laughs> these these computers do consume a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, so they they run. So each one is about um, sixteen hundred uh, kilowatts, I believe. Okay. Um, and so that's essentially the same wattage as uh, like a hair dryer would use. Um, oh, okay. So, okay. So my my energy my expenses are high, but I I am I'm I'm probably um, profiting about. Uh, 40, 40 to fifty percent of of that uh, oh, mind I I get to keep and is, is my profit. So okay, so then to kind of sum that up, and then I have a few other questions that are a little different. It sounds like as of now, you're not investing any new money into Bitcoin. The amount of Bitcoin that you're adding is just stuff that's part of the mining in your free time. So re- really, there's no more new money of yours going in it. It's just the time and the expense of mining it. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got that right. So then, for people who are listening to this right now, or talking to you, or talking to me, what what would be your recommendation if they don't, if they're not in this, if, if they've heard from their friends, if they've seen it on the news, and they're intrigued by it? What would be your advice and how to start and 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 where to start and and, and who to talk to? If they're looking to get into this kind of thing. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think um, so. There, there's a few books that are that are really valuable. Um, one is called uh, the Bitcoin Standard. Um, there's a, there's another one called uh, the Internet of Money, okay. um, that, which is which is a great read. Um, you know, honestly, there's there's a lot of informational stuff on YouTube. YouTube's a great resource. Um, you know, you have to sort of pick and choose who, who you listen to because <laughs> there's a lot of people right. <laughs> um, out there speculating and and you know, just uh, riffing on nonsense. Um, but you know, there, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Some some podcasts. There's a podcast called uh, What Bitcoin Did, um, which I really like. Um, there's another one called The Pomp Pond Podcast. Um, so so those those are, are good places to start. Um, and then, you know, there's there's articles being written all the time. Um, if you're interested in, in specifically learning about how to invest in it, um, I would suggest go going to uh, Coinbase. Um, they're, they're, they're very reputable exchange who just actually IPO'd, uh, not too right, long ago. Right. Um, so they, they're good. There's one called Kraken. There, there's a few others. Okay. So you literally just Google these and, and then you can, um, learn about how to basically you'll, you'll deposit some, some, uh, USD or any other fiat and then, uh, purchase your, your crypto. Yeah. Um, and you're on your way. So, and, and I want to Hark back to the point you said before that I think it's very important for people. You said you started with one percent. I, I assume that was a lot easier then when one percent, uh, when the you know Bitcoin was you know five hundred dollars or a thousand as opposed to fifty <laughs> that it's now. But the right. the percentage still kind of works, uh, and I think it's very important that you started with so little. And, and it's not just like hey, you know Tim has twenty five percent of his portfolio, so I can. And it's like no, no, no. There's a lot more to that. You should start small. Um, so then I, I guess my, my follow-up with that would be, would you recommend people just purchase it and start trading it and and kind of do that at a small basis and then mine it later? Or do you think people could just, bam, bypass that, what you did, and just start mining once they've done the research and set up the proper 
you know, infrastructure for that? Yeah, I'd, I'd say definitely um, just try to buy some on exchanges. Okay, first. Uh, first and foremost, mining is, there's definitely a technical aspect to that. Um, and, and there's for sure a learning curve. Um, okay. So I would I would definitely say for the newbies, don't don't look into mining um, quite yet. You know, if you really di- dive down the rabbit hole and explore and and think that it could be a good option for you, then then explore that. Um, but for sure, I think the best way is, is just to sort of start out and um, just be intentional about your your approach. You know, do do some research and come up with a plan about how much you're going to invest and. Um, and look into the different exchanges, like I suggested, and, and sort of the, the wallet providers. Um, and then uh, and then once you sort of lock down those basics and, and start accumulating some Bitcoin, um, that, you know, you, you'll be well on your way. And um, one one piece of advice, too, um, I'm and this is sort of maybe my own investment philosophy, but I, I don't really go into the, the trading of it, especially the short term. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing this as a, a long term sort of game okay um so uh you know just 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 be sort of aware of that and and another another small piece um it's people are always asking oh when should i buy and bitcoin is such and such price right you know right what's the best timing and it's really impossible to get the timing right exactly really kill yourself Uh uh-huh you know trying to trying to figure that out so um i'm sure your listeners are familiar with the term but i i dollar cost average okay Um, that's, yes. that's sort of the way that I do. Yeah, and for those who aren't familiar, dollar-cost averaging is a great way to invest, and most people do it without even noticing it. Basically, you put in the same amount of month, uh, same amount of money every month, and most people do it with their 401k. This way, you don't buy at the high or the low. You're kind of averaging out over the year, and you're exactly right, just like with the market, right? Usually, if you time it, you might win once or twice, but you're going to lose in the long run <laughs> because it's, it's really gambling, right? For sure. Yeah, perfect. Well, let me switch gears a little bit because I was a little curious. So you said you had 25% in Bitcoin, and, I, and I'd, I'd like to get a perspective of yours. So then what's the other 75% in terms of you know 401k, traditional stock market, cash, real estate, or do you have like alternative investments? I'm curious how a Bitcoin investor's mind works, how they structure that 75%. Yeah, um, <clears throat> so... So I am. Um, I absolutely invest in the stock market, um, and and believe that having a somewhat uh, diversified portfolio is important. Okay. You know, some 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 critics may argue, oh, 25% in one asset isn't uh, di- diversified, but you know, it's it's in my opinion, it's a concentrated bet that I that I have. Yeah. Um, and because of my time horizon, yeah, I, I can't afford that. Yes. Um. But so I'm I'm a big fan of uh, low cost index funds. Okay. Um, such as, as Vanguard, um, you know, sort of the way I approach Bitcoin. I, 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 I buy the, the index fund and I leave my money in it and I don't look at it. I don't really consider the price. Um, you know, I, I just sort of do, do a, a buy and hold and, and you perform as well as the market, you know, minus fees, of course. Okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I, um, I kind of get it. Like, you, you, no one's going to outsmart the market. So let's get, let's get what we want at the cheapest possible price and kind of let it go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so is that the full 75 or is, you know, once again, I mean, some people do, you know, commodities, they do gold, they do art, they do, I don't know, other type of stuff, um, possibly real estate. I'm curious if there's any of that in there as well. So um, I own a little bit of gold, not okay. much at all, um, probably less than a percent, honestly. Okay. Um, 
I used to have more of an allocation towards bonds. Um, yeah. But just because uh, bonds are underperforming and interest rates are so low, it just didn't seem like a, a good place to be. Yeah. Um, I yeah. also didn't necessarily need all that liquidity, so I've transferred more of that in, into, into Bitcoin and equities. Um, and I don't own any real estate. No real estate. Uh, okay. Currently. Okay. Uh, any real estate like REITs or investments or, you know, uh, uh, market ver- version of real estate or just no real estate at all in the portfolio? I, I do own REITs. Yeah. Okay. All right. And just for those listening, REITs are kind of a way for the average person to be invested in, in a little bit of real estate without all the cash and the liquidity issues of, you know, buying an actual place. And I'm not going to get into all that, but if you're interested in a REIT, you could, you know, call me another week and we could talk about it. Um, but that's, I, I actually do the same thing, by the way. I don't really do real estate, actual real estate, because it's work and like liquidity issues. Right. So I'll just buy some REIT stocks. Um, do you do any individual stocks or all um, ETFs and, and funds? Mostly ETFs okay. and funds. Um, a couple of years ago, I, I created a, opened a brokerage account at Fidelity, I think. And um, mess around with buying some some individual names, but um, again, I don't have the time, you know, to okay. go through that and and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, I stick more towards uh, ETFs and and index funds. Perfect. And by the way, for those listening, it's very important. Like Tim st- stressed already, that he is a uh, you're you're 32, right? Yep. That's yeah. Right. Tim is 32, right? So what he's and what we're discussing is probably not appropriate if you're in your 50s or 60s. Uh, as well. So just keep that in mind. We're just appropriate uh, discussing things that are appropriate for him and his age. And it <laughs> does not apply to everyone, uh, kind of like the disclosures you said. Um, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit because I'm curious. Bitcoin is not the only virtual currency. Um, so I'm curious if you have any money in other or mine other virtual currencies and what your thoughts are on um, just the general virtual currency market besides just Bitcoin. Yeah, so so actually, um, I'm somewhat of a, a Bitcoin maximalist. Um, okay. I really I really only buy uh, and and hold and mine Bitcoin. Um, you know there there are plenty of other uh, cryptocurrencies out there. I think like the the last numbers where there's something like like four thousand or five thousand oh, wow. cryptocurrencies. Jeez. So <laughs> um, there's there's tons of them, and uh, you know I I sort of stay away from that. There's a lot of speculation in many of them um there have been you really have to be careful and, and sort of do your homework when you invest in in altcoins or, or basically anything else besides bitcoin at least in my opinion um and it, part of that is because there have been a lot of scams um there have been ponzi schemes etc in, in some okay. of these cryptos um so it's kind of like the a little bit of a wild wild west yeah um, right now it's, it's it was definitely more so back in 2017 but um, the, the infrastructure is, is sort of being built and, and coming along. So, um, you know, there, there's definitely some other good cryptocurrencies. Ethereum is another big one. I think it's yes. the second biggest by market cap. Um, I own a tiny bit of Ethereum. Okay. Um, it, it's sort of, uh, if Bitcoin is like the, the monetary system or the digital gold, then Ethereum is, is more so like uh, a global supercomputer. It's like a platform where people can build decentralized applications. Um, on on top of so it's definitely got a lot of potential um i just don't i just haven't done all the research that that i feel that i would need to do to make to make that a a bigger investment yeah and and stick with bitcoin that's pretty smart 
kind of, you know, you shouldn't be investing in things that are complicated that you don't understand. Probably not the best idea, especially um, if Bitcoin's something you could start with um, and learn about that. So it sounds like, you know, if you wanted to, you could, but it'd be a lot of time and energy and work to learn another one. And that may, might not be worth it, essentially, if you're already an ex, not an expert, but if you're also pretty well versed in Bitcoin, why uh, venture anywhere else, really? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think, but although that being said, there there is something like if you if you have like a hundred bucks and you want yeah, to yeah. gamble on something, yeah, that's different. You know, it, it is fun, and, and there there are ways you can, you know, some coins like Dogecoin, for example. I think it's increased like four thousand percent in the past couple of months, or something like that. So, um, you know, that's definitely an anomaly, anomaly, and and uh, and sort of the exception, not the rule. But there can be fun speculative bets to do as well. Yeah. So we have of time for a few more questions here, and I'm a little curious. Uh, for me, I I know Bitcoin, and there's some uh, virtual currencies that that ETFs have just come out with, and I'm a little familiar with. But I'm also very familiar with the the blockchain technology, and very intrigued by that as well. Is that something you're also familiar with, and, and you kind of invest in, or or are you kind of just don't even go down that rabbit hole? No, I think um, I mean. Blockchain technology is is incredible in itself, and um, and there are, are tons of different avenues and, and ways that that's going to be incorporated in in our lives. I think going forward, yeah, especially yeah. In, in sort of financial systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just um, I don't I, if if something presents itself to me that that I think is is reasonable and and a, and a you know a good use of, of blockchain technology, then for sure, I would I wouldn't hesitate to invest in it. Um, but um, you know, just sort of reiterating everything. You know, I, I'm just sort of Bitcoin only for now. Um, but but absolutely, Bitcoin is the first iteration of of the of the and use of blockchain technology. Um, so it, it it was the first and it's the strongest. And um, and so that's sort of uh, yeah. where I stand. And and you know, going forward. Yeah, you know, for for blockchain, I actually. I agree with you that I think it's going to change a lot of the financial and the financial tech in the future. Um, how I'm not sure, but I know for me and some of my portfolios and my my clients who don't necessarily want to have Bitcoin or want that risk if they don't want to get involved in the you know knowing all that stuff and the amount of knowledge you have to to get to feel comfortable doing it doing it. A lot of them do those type of like you know those ETFs that you could get the fintech funds or the cloud computing funds as well. Um, that kind of exactly. help. Yeah. That I think are a good way. I think for me as a beginner to kind of get this rolling, you don't need a lot of capital to start and you can kind of get your feet wet to start. Um, so I guess we've got time for one more. Um, and along all those lines of blockchain and Bitcoin and everything that's going on, I'm curious how you think the virtual currency market is going to look in the next five, 10 and 20 years. Um, and, uh, if you think it's going to be bullish or bearish or too volatile to even predict, um, and what what do you think regulations will come to maybe change some of this? Wild yeah, West, sorry, some, yeah, the the Wild West. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, it's really interesting to think about. Um, you know, the, the next ten twenty years. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm I'm a big Bitcoin bull. Um, right, I, I think. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of volatility in sort of the short ter- short term, but um, I think uh, Bitcoin will still re- remain the, the top dog in terms of other cryptocurrencies and in, in importance and usage and 
and market cap. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing uh, broader adoption um, happen quite, quite frequently, which is, um, you, you know, you can see that the increase in the, an increase in the total market cap right. um, as, as some public companies like MicroStrategy and Tesla uh-huh. um, have converted some of their balance sheets into Bitcoin. Um, and, then, and then there are um, hedge funds, uh, Paul Tudor Jones and Stanley Drunkenmiller, who, who are buying into it. There are uh, Mass Mutual. Um, there's there's a whole lot of retail money inflowing into, um, or institutional money rather, flowing into uh, into Bitcoin. And I think that's going to continue over the next uh, next decade or two. Um, yeah. And, and just sort of just sort of due to the the, the supply and the demand economics and and the the hard cap of uh, 21 million coins. Um, right. Exactly. I, I think the price just, you know, sort of inevitably has to has to go higher. Yeah, that is true. And the, and the idea that with everything being so global in our world, that we might be moving towards some type of global currency. So Bitcoin right. seems like a decent. Right. I mean, it, it's, it might be it might not be, but there's a chance that that could be it. Um, you know, there could be just a global, you know, earth currency, and it happens to be Bitcoin. I'm, I'm someone who thinks that may happen. It may not. Um, but if it did, that'd be really good for you and everyone else who's who's invested in it. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. Happens. Yeah. And, and honestly, the ease of it kind of makes sense. It'd be nice to do business with people in other countries and everyone uses the same currency and they, they, they can trust it. That That's the thing that worries me a little bit. Like we discussed the Wild West. I think there has to be the right regulations and rules and and protections and, and security in place that people could safely right. buy and sell and trade this without worried about security and hacking and all those things you discussed. Um, and that's probably going to take a little bit to get, uh, to be honest. But um, once they get that, I think it'll be a whole more regulated and a whole more open, easier environment um, in the future. Uh, and at least that's my very limited and, and uh, not very informed opinion. <laughs> No, I, I tend to agree, for sure. Perfect. I just looked at the clock. Tim, thank you so much for being a guest on today's show and um, for calling in and for providing your insight, your experience, and really some great advice to those out there who are look, looking to get Bitcoin. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon, Tim, and thanks again. All right. Take care. All right. Well, that was Tim Haas. Hopefully everyone got a little bit of insight. Um, Before I go, just wanted to reiterate the fact that he started small. He did a lot of research. He started with trading and not mining. And I think he could take a lot from what he did uh, and did it very responsibly. So once again, I'm Ross Krause. You could call in at 425-373-5527 or email me at ross.krause at lpl.com for uh, questions, for to be a sponsor, or to just reach out and ask me anything you need help with. I uh, hope you had a great day, and we'll see you next week for another episode of The Money Seat.